Welcome to Last Weekly, where we talk, laugh, and sometimes bitch about the highs and lows of the past week. We have a lot of news to cover this week, including Tim Cook tries to get us to Apple Pay every month. Empire's Jesse Smollett strikes back. Heidi Klum says Avita Zane to NASA on Project Runway Space Edition. And we'll tell you why Krispy Kreme donuts aren't one of Maria Von Trapp's favorite things. Plus entertainment news and movie trailer reviews during Trailer Talk and much more. I'm Kevin Williams and I'll be recapping the week with two incredible co-hosts. Anthony Tone Show Nunez. Hey everybody. And Sherry Nova. Hello, everybody. All right, let's start off with Monday. What was going on on Monday, Sherry? On Monday, Apple held a star-studded press event to announce its new subscription services, Apple News Plus, Apple Arcade, Apple TV, and a titanium Apple credit card. Does Apple shifting its focus from goods to services make you want to like and subscribe or is the absence of new hardware making you sour on Apple? I don't know about you guys, but I am getting a little bit sour on Apple. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, for, let's give a little bit more clarity on the subscription services. So Apple News Plus uh, is a subscription service where you have access to, uh, I believe at this, at this moment in time, around 300 different magazines and somewhat access to some news publications like the Los Angeles Times and the Wall Street Journal. Initially, people thought that they would have access to them as if they had a subscription. No dice. You'll have access to some of their archive material uh, for the additional, you know, for the $10 a month, uh, but you won't have access to the entire publication. You have to get a standalone subscription to the Wall Street Journal or LA Times. New York Times, you get nothing from them. They're not even on board at all, not even a little bit um and when it comes to apple arcade it's going to be a video game kind of netflix model where they're going to give they're going to have a whole bunch of different video games that are independent uh creators very creative imaginative types of games uh and you're going to have a subscription there's no pricing yet on apple arcade uh but it'll be a monthly fee You'll have access to tons of games, and uh, the difference between that and uh, and Stadia, which Google introduced a couple weeks ago, is the fact that you'll be able to play these games offline. You'll be able to download them and play them. They won't be streaming games. And then Apple TV Plus could not have been more vague about what that's going to consist of. Uh, you're going to be able to uh, download Apple TV Plus onto your smart TV. We learned that, but we didn't learn how much it's going to cost or what exactly, how much content we're going to have access to and what services are on board. So, Tone, what did you think of the event? Did you actually check it out? I actually watched the whole event because I was really hoping they were going to unveil some type of new Apple device, some secret project they've been working on, but that was not the case. I'm definitely on the sour side of this Apple. Um, I really thought two things um, taking away from watching this. One, I was really shocked um, how much this was not aimed at us, the consumers. It just seemed to be a pitch to try to get into um, more, basically, content providers and more content creators to jump in with them. I'm talking about production companies, uh, maybe movie companies, actors, um, basically to get more people to actually produce more content for them because it didn't seem like they were aiming this at the consumers who would buy phones, for example. It seemed more like 
we need more help to actually launch Apple Plus. And the other thing I took away from it, I find it's really interesting that um, as the fact that um, Apple News is so heavily dependent on magazines, uh, the magazine industry and the print industry as a whole is, is definitely in trouble. And we're definitely seeing it decline year after year. So the fact that Apple was able to talk all these magazines into actually going into with them on a monthly subscription basis either says, A, that these magazines are like, this is their death meal and they really, they really need someone to help them. Or right. this could be the, 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 the last thing that we see about magazines actually printing. This could be a, maybe a transition into more just plain old digital for magazines. Um, mm. Sherry, did you see any of the events? I actually did not watch it. I didn't even know it was going on, but also not generally my thing to watch. Um, but I am excited about the arcade because I'm just really into gaming casually, and so are my kids. So anything that, you know, any new games that could really entertain us, I'm totally on board with. And like you guys, I am disappointed that they didn't bring out any new hardware for us people who are fans, even though I'm currently with Android. So I, they, I could be swung, but they're not even trying. Well, sp well, speaking of new hardware, on Friday it was announced, uh, one of the things that people thought was going to be announced, um, uh, Air Power, it was announced, will never be coming. Which was a huge shock. Uh, wah, to many... wah, wah. <laughs> it was a huge shock to many of us. Uh, that air power. For those of you who don't know what air power is, it was going to be like a charging pad where you could literally just lay all of your devices on top of it. That's why they were putting glass cases on the back of uh, uh, Apple devices. You would sit your uh, your uh, your Apple Watch, your iPhone your uh newly your, released airpods your newly released airpods <laughs> all on the pad and they would and they would all be charged and you wouldn't have to go through the tedium like your grandpa of plugging it in which was so hard oh. so uh so they just announced that that won't be happening let me see if i i think i have the the announcement okay uh from uh, let's see. The the VP of hardware, Dan uh, Rico, uh, said in a statement released on Friday, after much effort, we've concluded AirPower will not achieve our high standards and we have canceled the project. We apologize to those customers who were looking forward to this launch. We continue to believe the future is wireless and are committed to push the wireless experience forward. So yeah, our commitment to not burning your houses down has stopped us from releasing this death trap in a box. So... <laughs> So yeah, the the that was a that was quite of a quite a surprise, and so that's why for those of uh, of us that were thinking that that might be announced at uh, uh, at the press event on Monday, that's why because it was going to kill you. So it is <laughs> it is not coming out at all. I do want to say something about the credit card because honestly, when it comes to cashback, I am a cashback whore. There is no <laughs> credit card that can't lure me away from my current credit card. With a higher cashback or or a bigger uh, uh, entry uh, bonus, and so the uh, Amazon credit—I mean Amazon, sorry—the Apple credit card is offering two percent cashback on all purchases, but three percent cashback uh, on when you make purchases 
directly from Apple. And you don't have to wait each month to get that cash back. You get the cash back the moment you make the purchase, which is impressive, which is absolutely impressive. But one thing that isn't impressive that they didn't mention during the press event is you only get the 2% cash back if you use the uh, uh, the Apple Pay service, not if you use the actual uh, Amazon, uh, Amazon. Can't get I have Amazon on the brain. Uh, if you use the <laughs> Apple Apple credit card, because they're going to actually send you a physical card, which is actually made out of titanium, and they laser etch your name into it, which is hella cool. I gotta um, give it. I gotta give to them on that. What, what are you, you serious? Yes, it's going to actually be a titanium card. Where they laser etch our names on them, so I want it just for that, just for no other reason. And I, oh my god, it'll constantly be falling out of my wall. Oh, whoops! I just dropped my titanium Apple card. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me pick it up and put it. You're back so in my cool, phone. Kevin. <laughs> Wait till they laser etch your interest rate on your skin and your debt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's 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 coming soon to Apple. But but anyway, but. You only get you only get one percent cash back if you use the actual physical card. So if you want to impress people by taking that card, that your titanium card out and like, oh, dinner's on me, guys. <laughs> it's on it's on me and Apple. Um, <laughs> then you you only get one percent cash back. So I'm gonna have to really want to impress somebody to get to forfeit that one percent cash back. Wow. <laughs> All right, so I guess we're. Uh, does anybody have anything else to say about the uh, press event? Oh, about, oh, we didn't talk about the stars. Okay, there were tons of stars there. There, uh, Reese Witherspoon, uh, Jennifer Aniston, Jason Momoa, a free Woodard, and then the the biggest star of them all, Chris Evans. No, Chris. No, there was a, there was an incredibly <laughs> bored looking Chris Evans in the audience, and he has been memed like crazy all week long. That's another thing. You're a professional actor being paid tons of cash to be at the event. Can you at least try to not look like you're mind-numbingly bored for 15 minutes when the camera gazes in your direction, please, next time, Chris? <laughs> that was, oh, that was beyond. Okay, but the biggest star of them all, Oprah. Came out. <laughs> what? Yes. They had Oprah. They had Oprah. And so she's going to be she's going to be doing an incredible book club via Apple. She's going to be doing documentaries. So much for own network. Take I was going to say doesn't she have her own network? <laughs> Appar- apparently doesn't have she doesn't have access on own that to all the pockets that she'll have access to uh with Apple devices. So mm. it's a it's a huge partnership, but I agree with what Tom was saying that the press event felt like it was more for industry to try and lure more content providers and get them on board. Because once you see Oprah's on board, like you're like, wait, am I going to not join the party that Oprah's at? Mm-hmm. It's like, sign me up. Because again, if Tim Cook, if you want last weekly to be a part of your family, we were like saying no before. But now that Oprah's on board, we might consider being a part of it. We're willing to reconsider. We are willing to rethink it now that Oprah's on board. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Chris Evans does not look interested in the slightest bit. All right, so let's move on to Tuesday, Sherry. On Tuesday, in a shocking soap opera twist no one saw coming, prosecutors in Chicago dropped all charges against Empire st- actor Jesse Smollett. Jesse had been accused of staging a hate crime attack in the city last January 
The state's attorney office said in a statement, after reviewing all of the facts and circumstances of the case, including Mr. Smollett's performance of community service and an agreement to forfeit his $10,000 bond payment, we believe this outcome is a just disposition and appropriate resolution. In an interview on Tuesday, Joe Maggots, the prosecutor who made the decision, said, we work to prioritize violent crime and the drivers of violent crime. I don't see Justice Mallett as a threat to public safety. And he said dropping the charges didn't exonerate him. Moments after the announcement, Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel said that Mr. Smollett's celebrity played a role in the decision, calling it a whitewash of justice. So do you think justice was served or is she still waiting to get her food? Oh, she's absolutely waiting to get her food because Jesse Smollett, we need, we need to mention, he is still maintaining his innocence, which is incredibly astounding to me. Uh, so he's, he's maintaining his innocence. The charges have been dropped. There, people are now calling for a federal investigation of how the uh, charges happen to get uh, get dropped and who's behind this. And when the prosecutor who made the decision to drop the charges says, oh, he's not exonerated, he's crazy guilty, but we're prioritizing other things, is, re is absolutely ridiculous. What was the whole point of that whole investigation? Why have a grand jury and why do 16 charges if you're going to just drop? You knew that he wasn't a violent criminal once she, once the once the evidence was presented to the prosecution, uh, the the, uh, the state's attorney's office from by the police. They knew that 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 Justice Mallette was the one accused of doing this. So why even bring charges in the first place and then only to drop them a week or two later? It's. I have no idea what's going on. I hope they look into it. One other thing that is still being looked into is the original letter that started all this, because this all started with a uh, threatening of uh, 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 death threats uh, in a letter that went to uh, Fox, uh, the studio where they were filming Empire, threats against Jesse Smollett. Uh, and so if, he, if it's proven that he uh, wrote that letter himself, that is a crime. Doing death threats and sending them through the actual mail is a crime. And so he still could be uh, uh, have trouble from that as well. So that's still being investigated. Um, I agree with the people that want an investigation into how these charges got dropped because it's, it's all kind of hinky. And the, and the hinkiest part of it all that – that smells as, as bad as uh, fish that has been sitting around for a couple of weeks is the fact that there were, all the records have been sealed. Normally, only records are sealed when you have a juvenile involved. Jesse Smollett is most definitely not a juvenile. He's he, and that's another thing. If nothing else, I could see if he dropped the case. If he's if he's going to a, we're taking his ten thousand dollar bond payment. He's forfeiting that, and he did community service for I think it was like ten hours which is ridiculous. <laughs> I've volunteered more than 10 hours in my life and I have never faked any hate crimes. So, uh, but, but he's still maintaining his innocence. So it's one thing if he were to come forward and say like, I apologize. I did this. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Let's all move on. But no, he's maintaining, he wants to have it both. He wants to have his cake and eat it too. He wants to basically forfeit the $10,000 to have the, the, the charges drop, but then go around publicly saying, I did nothing and the police lied about me. Not cool. What do you guys think? I think that you bring up a great point in saying that, you know, he didn't apologize. He didn't admit it. And while, you know, 
almost nobody would be pleased with that outcome if they dropped the charges just because he apologized. Um, it, that would be a completely different circumstance. Guys, allow me to be a conspiracy theorist for a moment, please. Um, from the beginning, this thing has been so fucking weird. Like, what's that show I'm thinking of? Uh, uh, the black and white show with all the weird sci-fi stories. Twilight Zone? Yeah, this is the freaking Twilight Zone. Uh, just, I feel like this is some big weird ass orchestrated diversion from something uh, it's just too weird i think a lot of people are in on it i'm just making this up but i, I feel like a lot of people are in on it <laughs> they're diverting us from something because there's way too much wackiness in this story for it to be real and okay, we keep I'm, reporting on it. So I'm so glad that you said you're making this up because the uh, last weekly legal team was staring <laughs> daggers at us. <laughs> yes, this is this is allegedly. We're not saying it's an actual conspiracy. This is just just some some of Sherry's random thoughts. So don't sue us. <laughs> so Tone, what do you think? Let me let me just paint the scene for you. Everybody and their mother were shocked when they heard about this. Everybody was shocked. It this was a shocking soap opera twist. Was indicted. I'm talking about <gasps> indicted. It wasn't like it was out the blue. It was like he was indicted. And then people started to speculate, like maybe the poli- the case against him was very weak. Maybe the police somehow messed up the investigation. But that was all uh, definitely denied because Rahm Emanuel, the, the mayor of Chicago, went on like a 30-minute uh call it close to close to uh, something you would do at church what would he call that when you're preaching he was preaching but he was upset they were livid he it was, was a livid. it was a tirade it was a tirade thank you he, he was livid the police department was livid the police commissioner were livid they were all livid they said they did a, a great job investigating this they thought they had a great case and they were all blindsided by this so it, it wasn't because there was some type of uh, foul foul up in the investigation this is something that happened outside uh, outside of that and everybody is shocked. The people who, who investigated were shocked. The mayor was shocked, and the FBI supposedly is looking into this as well now. So, I'm just, I'm just like really in shock as well. Well, what I can't believe is that that the state's attorney's office didn't even have the courtesy to call the police department and Rahm mm-hmm. Emanuel let the let the mayor know. By the way, we're dropping all these charges. The, the fact that they found out at the same time that we found out is also insanely suspicious. Insanely suspicious. And another thing about people, there are still people out there who believe that Jesse Smollett is innocent. And again, I don't know. Again, is the Easter Bunny coming to your house? What is happening? Who are these people? Because one of the things that Jesse Smollett claims, because it was found that he wrote a check, first he did not. That's another thing people keep leaving out. He denied when 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 they first arrested the the two brothers, the Nigerian brothers. He claimed he didn't know them. Then it came out that not only did they work as extras on on Empire, but he had written them a check for over uh, uh, for, uh, for I forget how many thousands of dollars, like ten thousand dollars, some ridiculous amount of money. And then his response for uh, about why he wrote them a check was, oh, I was paying them to help me work out. And so the somebody actually went online and looked and saw what the rate was that the brothers charged. They charge different rates for uh, for weight training. Their highest rate was like $56 an hour. At, at the amount of money that Justice Mollett gave them, he was paying for like 80 hours of training from them. 
but he didn't know who they were initially. Not to mention the fact that he claimed his attackers were white. Mm-hmm. And so the uh, so so the idea that these these guys can be mistaken for a lot of things, but they could not be mistaken for as white people. And then some what, what was even crazier was one of Jesse Smollett's attorneys was on TV going like, well, you know, they could have been wearing like white makeup <laughs> when during the attack. And so they, uh, so let's, let's say they're wearing white makeup. These guys are these guys were, aren't Nigerian descendants of Nigerians. They're Nigerians, as in they were Nigeria. They were from Nigeria 15 minutes ago. So they were talking to him and yelling these uh, homophobic and racial slurs. Didn't he know how incredibly thick their Nigerian accents were at the time? It just it, the whole thing is so insane that he is still proclaiming his innocence and the idea that a prosecutor would drop the charges and without getting an admission of guilt, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. is ridiculous and ten thousand dollars doesn't begin to pay for all the man hours it, uh, uh, all the money that was the, the taxpayers paid to investigate this hoax so it's a it's something smells really bad on this i hope heads roll i hope people go to jail jesse smollett clearly won't be one of them but i hope whoever got paid off or something to drop these charges they they do some time because this is not cool Okay, but think about it. I mean, we don't know Jesse Smollett's, uh, his fortune. We don't know how much money he has. We don't know what he's worth. But who would he have to have paid? And how much would he have had to pay in order for the reason that he's going free is of like bribery? Everyone who's uh, connected to this case knows how, what the, the scope of like the microscope that this case is under, like, who's that insane? None of this makes sense. Bribery makes the least sense of any possible explanation I could even hear because everyone's looking at this story. Well, bribery makes sense. Well, okay. But besides bribery, he's not Oprah. Well, besides bribery, there's also this thing called blackmail. So he could be black somebody. He could be blackmailing somebody with some. How many people would he have to be blackmailing though? I don't know. Just I love how you can have conspiracy theories, but I can't. Again, <laughs> why is it okay for you? Again, and the legal team. I'm sorry. Allegedly, there could be bribery involved. Allegedly, there could be sex tapes. I don't know. Um, <laughs> allegedly, all of it's alleged. I- all bribery this. makes the least sense out of any theory that I could possibly hear because those people are going to put their their freedom at risk um, well, with this case. Well, yeah, you and would. You how would, much would he have had to pay? But also, you're making the mistake of thinking that it, it would just be Jesse Smollett's money. Jesse Smollett can have very powerful friends, very wealthy friends who might be willing to flip the bill with this bribery and help him out with it. So I don't know. I'm just, again, a a legal, uh, last weekly legal staff, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. It's all right. So let's allegedly move on to the next day. Let's move on to Wednesday. What was going on? For the past few weeks, NASA has been celebrating a pending milestone, the first ever all-female spacewalk. Woohoo! NASA planned a mission to have two women step into space to install batteries on the International Space Station solar panels. There was only one major problem. There weren't enough spacesuits that fit the female astronauts. <laughs> so did NASA make an honest tailoring mistake or was this a sexist wardrobe malfunction in space? Wow. I, for one, um, 
I, I remember talking uh, on the show about the fact that they were saying that the first uh, mission to Mars was going to be all all female, and that the when we returned to the moon, it was going to be uh, an all an all woman crew as well, because they said that women um, were were found to consume less calories, hold on to more calories, burn less calories, meaning they would have to take less fuel into space because um, they weigh less, and the food the amount of food they consume is less than that of a man. They also said that. Women um, burn fifty percent um, less, um, lose fifty percent less muscle than men in space. This is after st- conducting studies. So they said that there was a lot of benefits to sending women into space. So when I heard about this all-female uh, spacewalk, I was like, "Well, this is just take steps towards that." But then I was so shocked. <laughs> at, these are these are these are rocket scientists we're talking about, and they couldn't figure out that there was no size small <laughs> on board. Um, so. So basically what happened here is that um, both astronauts were supposed to to go out for the spacewalk to do some type of repair. Uh, But it seems like it's it's not a fact. It's not like NASA creates, um, makes suits in every size. Basically, they have some sizes that that most crew members fit into. And in this case, they didn't have a size that that fit that was a small. So instead of like actually um, doing something that might be dangerous, like trying to... um, modify one of the sizes to, to fit that particular astronaut who happens to be a woman also they decided just to change it up to a male and a female crew member going outside oh gotcha so it was ruined it was ruined kevin <laughs> i i can't believe that no one thought to like well should we have her try it on before we make this announcement of this this historic event mm-hmm. and like oh wait she can't fit the the suit that that is so beyond because it's not like you get to you decide to be an astronaut on Monday and on Tuesday you're an astronaut. It takes <laughs> years of education and training, and the idea that nobody thought to have her try on a spacesuit years ago, years ago is is just beyond insane. I don't know. All I can think of is Tim Gunn on Project One Way going, make it work. I don't understand how they couldn't make it work. It is just crazy to me. So what do you think, Sherry? (laughs) What do you think, Sherry? Well, it sounds like an incredibly embarrassing experience for NASA, to say the least. And perhaps a little disappointing for some little girls here on Earth who were dreaming about doing the same and, you know finding out that it actually happened yeah yeah even in space women can't figure out what they want to wear it is just really disappointing (laughs) really disappointing it it takes it takes you it takes you guys so long to get ready for space it just takes you so long all the guys are just we're already got our spacesuits on we're waiting for you guys to get dressed and you're we're all we all agreed we're we're all gonna wear silver and you guys are all like i'm not sure does, my, <laughs> does this space suit make my butt look big? So anyway, all right. Enough. I speak for all women, Kevin, when I say, I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, okay, let's move on to Thursday, and I will take over from here. All right, because each week there are more crazy food stories in the news than you can shake a fork at. We're adding a new segment to our show uh, that's uh, so basically if it's weird, random and edible, I hope you guys can take a fruit punch because it's time for a weekly food fight. First, (laughs) First on the menu is Bagelgate. 
Uh, the carb controversy started when a Washington, D.C. man tweeted a photo of a box of bagels sliced vertically like a loaf of bread. He uh, started a Twitter storm many are calling Bagelgate. Um, Alec uh, Kortzman, uh tweeted today, uh, tweeted, Today, I introduced my co-workers to the St. Louis style, uh, St. Louis secret of ordering bagels bread sliced. It oh. was a, it was a hit. <laughs> what do you two think of this guy's outside of the bread box thinking? I'm all for someone doing something different. I'm not a big fan of bread. I mean, I, I love, I love subs, but this doesn't really do anything for me. But, I mean, if he's being successful and being different, I say keep going, buddy. I am appalled. As a New York City native, <laughs> as a New York City native, you don't do that to a bagel. You don't. You, 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 you don't do that to a bagel. It's it, it just blasphemous. It's wrong. And I don't know, like, what, what type of person does this? Like, I, I, let's put it like this. I'm 39 years old and I've never seen a bagel slice this way. Let's put it like that. But what, I, what I don't understand is, is this a thing in St. Louis? Because uh, uh, he mentions that St. Louis secret. Is it a Saint, do, Does everybody in St. Louis slice their bagels that way? Please, if we have any, uh, uh, any of our, uh, our uh, last weekly listeners in St. Louis, please let us know. Because I, I, this is a burning question for me now. But one thing I will give him the genius of this idea, and there is some genius to it if you're like me. I am a huge fan of cream cheese. So Mm -hmm. when you slice the bagel vertically, more surface area for cream cheese. That is, oh, my God. I can't, and that to me seems really, really cool because it's just cream cheese everywhere. Um, and basically what it is, is it's, it's untoasted bagel chips is what he's created. It's just bagel chips before you like toast them or fry them. No excuses, Kevin. No, no. Yeah, but you can make layers of, um, of, of the cream cheese. Exactly. And, multiple yeah. layers of cream cheese. Yes. Oh my god! I, I think that would be delicious, and I applaud his outside the bread box thinking. Thank you very much, Tone. All right, <laughs> all right. So let's move on to our next food fight story. Uh, this week, Germany's uh, second richest family, uh, whose holding company JAB owns uh, owns controlling stakes in Krispy Kreme donuts, Panera Bread. Pete's Coffee and other brands will donate $11 million to a to-be-named charity or charities. The family made this decision after learning about their ancestors' support and ties to the Nazi party. During, wow. during World War II, uh, JAB forced French prisoners of war and Russian civilians to work in the company's factories. So... Should the uh, should their family's Nazi past take them off all of our menus? Wow, mm. it got really deep. That's what happens here at Last Weekly. We 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 go from super deep to super crazy in the drop of a hat. I'm gonna say that I think it goes. This is gonna sound terrible. I think, but I think it goes a little too far back, and the. The company, the family that is still living had nothing to do with that. And I do believe that a company can change direction. 
do we know if they're admitting it? Are they denying it? Like, what, what is their stance on this? Well, that, that's what the $11 million is. And they're, they're admitting the fact that, yes, they're, they're, they're uh, the grandfather, I guess, that started the company, had Nazi ties. They used slave labor in their factories. So they, they, a, lot, the, a lot of the wealth that's established the companies that we, the, the, the giant behemoth company we know today was made on the backs of slave labor. And so by giving this, I don't know where they came up with the, the, that total, the, the, the dollar amount of $11 million is such a weird random number. Mm-hmm. Why isn't it 10 million or why isn't it 20 million or even 15? It's just where it's 11. It's like, uh, I, that seems weird to me. So I don't know if there's significance. I haven't read anything about there being significance with that number. Did their numerologist tell them to use that number? Was it in their horoscope? I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> um, I agree with you that this was a long time ago, but it also speaks to a lot of times when people talk about uh, generational wealth or great wealth. A lot of times, if you if you turn over a rock of like very rich families, there is mm-hmm. a lot of darkness on how these people got to be as wealthy as they are. Yeah. What do you think, Tone? I'm uh, a, a couple things. One, uh, this so so it's Krispy Kreme uh, prep manager. <laughs> Um, yeah, Panera Bread, Panera uh, Bread, it's Pete's, like, Pete's Coffee, and uh, there's uh, many other brands they own as well. So it's like a food conglomerate. Um, I, I would, I'm just, I, I, I'm just interested to know, like, this. How could this be something that they didn't know? Like, this is, this, this is that. That that's part of the part that I was kind of shocked. I'm like the fact that the family found out now. Oh well, no, no, that's the part. Okay, I will say this much. This is the part I don't believe. The family knew. The public didn't know. This came out. There was a news story that was basically a, a four-page news article that came out in a uh, German newspaper uh, last week. And after that story came out, then they did the they made this announcement. They knew. They absolutely knew about their. And that's another thing. When you were, I, I, this is going to sound really bad, but I believe it's true. Uh, and d- stop glaring at me of uh, uh, last weekly's uh, legal team. Anyway, um, <laughs> the, the uh, if you're German and you're insanely rich. And, and your family has been rich for a long time. You know that they had something to do with uh, with Nazis. There's no way. If we were to be real, we know that Disneyland, Walt Disney, ha- was a Nazi sympathizer. I hate to what? bring it to you. Oh, my, oh my God! All right. Anyway, look it up. There, uh, Walt Disney had ties to uh, uh, to, uh, to uh, Hitler and uh, uh, and Nazi occupied Germany. Look it up. So the uh, so the idea that you wouldn't know when you're like the when you're the second richest family in all of Germany that you wouldn't be like you know exactly how did Grandpa make all this sweet sweet cash you wouldn't look into <laughs> it you wouldn't know about it is is beyond me. I will say I will say allegedly they they knew all along allegedly. Really? Something else that I find like really weird is like this number. Like, so they would just had eleven million dollars laying around for the day that people found out. Like, if, 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 I don't know. It's just. It's oh just... my goodness. Well, when you're the when you're the richest family, uh, the second richest family in Germany, I think you have about eleven million dollars in the couch cushions. So, <laughs> I that's nothing. My my issue with it is the amount of money, and it's to it's to be determined to to basically squash this story as quickly as it came out. They're like, we'll give eleven million dollars to a to be determined charity. They haven't mm-hmm. even chosen the charity yet before they made the announcement that we're giving we're giving eleven million dollars. Yeah, we know Nazi slavery, whatever. Here's some money. Leave us alone. That's basically <laughs> what they're saying, allegedly. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're covering your bases, making the uh, the legal team proud, Kevin. I am. So, yeah. So, I guess that ends our very first last Ooh. weekly food fight. Food fight. <laughs> All right. So, now it's time for our favorite part. I guess our for me, it's our second favorite part of the show. <laughs> wow. It's hey. time for trailer talk. Trailer, trailer talk. All <laughs> righty. Dr. Dre probably didn't think his Instagram post boasting my daughter got accepted into USC all on her own, no jail time, which he probably <laughs> thought was funny, right? Uh, well, he was making light of the whole Operation Varsity Blues thing, which celebrities and some wealthy folks got caught into when they were um, caught being bri- when they were caught bribing and lying to get their kids into some prestigious schools. Well, attention. Uh, to the now-deleted post came out when they found out that Dr. Dre, formerly NWA member and producer extraordinaire, along with record producer Jimmy Iovine, actually donated $70 million in 2013 to USC for the creation of an academy uh, dedicated to the arts. Now, what Dr. Dre did was 100% legal, uh, but it did bring up a lot of discussion online uh, about colleges people have been paying for college for a long time and how wealthy people always had a leg up. What do you guys think about this? A $70 million leg up. I mean, it was so stupid and short-sighted of him to even go there, knowing the fact that, to, to say that his daughter got there on, yes, there's no jail time. Unlike Felicity Huffman and uh, Lori Laughlin of uh, Aunt Becky, from Fuller House, there's no threat of him going to jail for this. But yeah, $70 million, I, you can't say your daughter got into the school on her own. You, you donate $70 million after your daughter's already graduated, then I'll believe she got in on her own. Wow. Not before she gets into the school. Mm, ouch, on his end. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, there's it's also- very possible that he wasn't making that connection, like when he was donating it, it's possible he was not thinking about his daughter's future and he just wanted to contribute to the arts. Oh my, oh my God. Oh my Sherry, God. Sherry, no, Sherry, you, are, you are a delicate flower. Whatever. You are precious and rare. I love and respect <laughs> you, but you're <sighs> full of crap. There is no way you write a $70 million check and be like, oh, I don't care if my daughter goes to this school or not. Isn't it weird that the one the one school he gave $70 million to is the one his daughter ended up going to? You don't see okay, that as being a weird coincidence? Did he go to, did he go to that school? <laughs> I, can, I will say with confidence without any – don't look at me, legal team. Without okay. even looking it up, I will say with absolute utter confidence that no, that man has never seen the inside of a university. <laughs> I will out. say it with well, Kevin, he I is a doctor. I hope he has a degree. Oh my god, he's a okay. He's he's a doctor just like Pepper is, but fine. Hey Tone, can you please look up whether this guy has gotten any degree of some sort? I pray to the gods of college that he has a degree. I pray, I pray. Again, but, you are a precious flower. <laughs> okay. So, Kevin, check out this possible scenario. Let's say he did attend this college, which hopefully Tony can let us know. <laughs> and he really wants the kids to, to have the creative stuff happening because, you know, a lot of colleges or schools are pulling back on the creative stuff. I'm Englishing. Leave me alone. And, <laughs> and 
He just wants to make sure that that is available at the school he went to and the school he loves. And he's like, daughter, you go wherever you want to. She's like, daddy, I'm going to go to school you went to. And then that's what potentially happened. Um, looking at his wiki, I don't believe Dr. Dre went to, went to, went to college. He said that he, um, he had something with poor grades, kept him going, uh, finishing some type of program. Uh, so no, I'm going to say, I want to say no to that one. Oh, I'm so shocked. Oh my God. <laughs> All I right, can't let's move believe on. <laughs> Dr. Dre didn't go to college. Who, uh, who, who could but, have foreseen this? But let's make clear, Dr. Dre is a renowned multi-award-winning uh, musical phenomenon. That didn't stop him. I'm not hating on the man's talent. I'm just saying the connection, it, the eye, come on. He had to see that connection. My, if she got into school, no jail time, but you donated 70 million, there's a connection there, Sherry. You can't lie. Come okay, on. Well, okay, well, okay, if you're going to mention uh, how incredible a musician is or whatever, I got to also mention that also Dr. Dre is a known uh, uh, a physical abuser of women. He famously beat up a female reporter in front of people at a party. So not a great guy. So I don't, I don't think he's being philanthropic, just handing money to a university because he wants to make sure that the kids at U, uh, at U, uh, USC have access to the best uh, sound, sound equipment. And it has nothing to do with his own daughter. Again, is he, give, is he writing $70 million checks to other universities that his daughter isn't attending? If you, say, if you tell me that, then I will eat every one of these words. Okay, so he put his foot in his mouth. Got it. All right. <laughs> so, uh, let's move on. I'm still a fan of Dre. Okay, moving oh, on. Like, oh, my God. I'm still a fan of the woman who, who's a serial abuser of women. You had to, to add that caveat after that, too? I'm, Seriously, I'm not, Tone? I'm talking about the music part and the 70 million. I don't, I, I don't know. I got to go look up Disney and some Nazi connection after this, too. You're throwing too much on my plate today. Are you seriously saying that you, have, you don't know anything about Dre and his history of beating up women? No, Are you I've seriously? Never, no, I haven't heard it. Never heard that, no. Oh, my God. Okay. So I have, to, I have a lot of looking up to do after this. All right. So, last, last weekly homework, y'all. <laughs> also buzzing around the internet this week was a revelation by producer of The Matrix, Lorenzo D. Bonaventura, who revealed that the now well-known character of Neo from The Matrix could have been played by Sandra Bullock if she had not turned on the part. Other actors, which were also offered the part of Neo and turned it down, were Brad Pitt, Will Smith, and Leonardo DiCaprio. It's amazing now, looking back on this movie, that anybody else uh, could have played Neo. Um, did you guys hear about this? And, and if, can you imagine Sandra Bullock as Neo? Like, I just can't see it. But, okay, I, I could not believe it. It, it. It's always fun to me when you hear about actors that uh, were looked at to play certain roles and to try and imagine what the movie would have been like with another person, but to not only have another actor besides, uh, um, what the hell is his name? Um, <laughs> the star of a, who's the actual star? Keanu of, Reeves. Uh, Keanu Reeves, besides Keanu Reeves, but have it be a female because the producers, after approaching, you're right, they approached uh, like Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Will Smith, and uh, they turned it down. And so at that point, they actually approached uh, uh, Sandra Bullock 
and they gave her the script. They told her they were willing to change Neo to a female and, uh, if she was interested, but apparently she just did not feel like it was for her. And the crazy thing is, Will Smith said that he didn't just he didn't get what their vision was. He couldn't wrap his mind around the idea that the that 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 the at the time was uh, Wachowski brothers had. Uh, and um, it's amazing. I, I would have loved to have seen a Sandra Bullock version of it, even though I can't imagine. Uh, exactly how it would have been different because I I thought not Keanu Reeves was incredible in it, but also we got to mention Carrie Ann Moss. Mm-hmm. The connection that they had in that movie was incredible. The effects, all of it. Some of I think some some people forget that when the movie came out almost twenty years ago. And now it's shocking how long ago that was now, but. It was so groundbreaking. We've seen so many parodies of the technology and of the of the effects in the movie that they seem old hat now. But those effects were every the first time that he bent backwards like that in slow motion. We're like, we're like, what? That was everything. That was absolutely everything. So um, I can't imagine Leonardo DiCaprio. He had just actually finished uh, making uh, filming. Uh, 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 Titanic when he was Titanic. and he said he didn't want to do another visual effect heavy movie which was a mistake but anyway um and then uh uh let's see and Brad Pitt had just finished filming seven years into bet when they approached him and he was exhausted from uh, that whole shoot and that's why he turned it down so it's amazing to think what might have been uh, and the odd thing is, uh, you mentioning those names just reminded me, like, who knows? Maybe if they had Guy in one of these people, they couldn't afford to make those special effects. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, exactly. You, yeah, the fact that, because Keanu Reeves was known, he was definitely a star, but he was not as big as yeah, Leonardo like DiCaprio Pitt. or Will Smith at the time. Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. uh, all those guys were much bigger. And so was Sandra Bullock. She was a bigger star. She be, Her star rose they were both in speed, but speed catapulted her into the stratosphere uh, after that movie came out. So it's yeah, I can't I can't even fathom someone in that role. I just can't. It's just amazing to hear that. All right, so we're we're uh, we had some technical difficulties, and we've lost Sherry for now. Hope we will get her back. But let's move on to the next story. Also, Kevin. We have a list of shows, possible shows that are going to be canceled or might be returning. So I hear that you have the list. And after you read the list, I think it'd be a great idea if you and me go back and forth and say which three shows of all these shows that could be canceled, we're actually going to save. So what's that list? All right. Okay. The first show in danger of cancellation is All American on the CW. Next, American Housewife on ABC. AP Bio on NBC, Blind Spot on NBC, Bull on CBS, The Cool Kids on Fox, The Enemy Within on NBC, Fam on CBS, For the People on ABC, Fresh Off the Boat on ABC, The Gifted on Fox, Good Girls on NBC, How to Get Away with Murder on ABC, The Kids Are All Right on ABC, Lethal Weapon on Fox, Madam Secretary on CBS, Man uh, Man With a Plan on CBS, Manifest on NBC, Murphy Brown on CBS, The Passage on Fox, The Rookie on ABC, Roswell, New Mexico on The CW, 
Schooled on ABC, SEAL Team on CBS, Single Parents on ABC, Speechless on ABC, Splitting Up Together on ABC, Station 19 also on ABC, and finally, Whiskey Kavanaugh on ABC. So, which three shows would you save if you had the magical power to save an almost dying television show, Tone? Wow, uh, that's a long list. I feel like ABC is canceling all their shows. <laughs> <laughs> they will have no shows if they cancel all of them. Some of them wow. have to get another shot. So um, I'm, I definitely have three I want to say, but I think I have two other things I want to say about two others on the list. Uh, so my first show that I would say would be Madam Secretary. Uh, my wife and I are, are, are fans of the show. We, we've been watching for a while now. It's on Netflix, so... If they don't cancel the show, you can definitely catch up on Netflix, guys, and then come back and catch up into the next season if it's renewed. Uh, what really draws me to this particular show is the fact that the writing is so smart. It reminds me of The West Wing. The West, the West Wing had a had really great writing. And this is we, we get to see also a, a leader who, who happens to be a woman just kicking butt and handling it. And I, I, really, I really like this show. Um, my second show would, would be The Gifted on Fox. I actually watched The Gifted. If you are curious what it's about, it's like if you have a show about the X-Men, the, the, comic, the, the comic book, but the X-Men are not in it. <laughs> so Fox loves doing these things, guys, where they'll do Gotham, for example, which is all about Batman, but without Batman. So the gifted is all about the X-Men, but without the X-Men actually in it. Is, so it, an X, is, it, is uh, the gifted an X-Men prequel like Gotham is? Uh, I, actually, no. It's, uh, in that sense, it's not because the prequel, the ex, the, um, the gift that actually takes place after the X Men supposedly disappear, so uh, it's a prelude. <laughs> uh, but it does. It's all about the world of the, the X Men, and they mention the X Men all the time, but you never get to see them, obviously because of licensing. I'm assuming. Uh, so I really want that show to come back. I actually saw the last season, and the last show would be Blind Spot. I've never uh, actually seen more than two episodes of Blind Spot, but actually, when I started watching the pilot, I was interested. And unfortunately, um, too many episodes went by to the point where I couldn't catch up. And it's not available on Netflix, so I haven't been able to catch up at, at any um, at all. And the actress in the show is actually um, I, I, I didn't look up her name. She's from she's from um, the, the 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 Thor movies, and I, I I just thought the premise was really interesting about a woman it's, with tattoos. Okay, okay, I was going to ask you. So that's the one where a woman has amnesia, and she's uh, she's found in a giant duffel bag in the middle of Times Square, where they think it's a bomb or something, and it's a woman who's naked, and she's covered in tattoos, and all the tattoos are clues to what happened to her or something. That's exactly what I saw in the first episode, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, no, that I remember when the when that show first came on. That was such an intriguing premise, and I never saw the show because that was one of the dangers of some of these shows that's considered like a high concept show like mm -hmm. that is when you have some overarching mystery, they turn into a procedural week in, week out, where there's some kind of case that they're dealing with, but also the ultimate journey of the mystery of what happened to her and why are all these tattoos on her and what does it all mean, they're not going to answer that until the end or if they, or at least a, a few years in. I thought there was, supposed to, there was supposed to be some major announcement on that show where they did reveal something big, I think at the end of last season or something. I don't know. I never watched the show because I was like, I'm not going to get sucked into this not to find out what the hell all those tattoos are about. You know, you just described basically the, the, the plot of, um, of the Blacklist. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's a lot of shows that have some kind of overarching mystery. Another show like that is a show that one of the shows that's on my list 
uh, manifest. Before I go into that, I will say about you mentioned Madam Secretary. I never checked that show out, but I will say I like the idea of Madam Secretary because it replaced a show that I was in love with that was on CBS, which was uh, The Good Wife. It was oh. it was great to have a grown up show. It's a show about actual adults living in an adult world, having adult situations. It's cool. To, I mean, it's believe me, I love sci fi and I love superheroes and stuff like that. But sometimes I want a show based in the real world that is for grown ups, and it seems like Madam Secretary is that kind of show. So, um, I definitely need to check that out. Um, I didn't know it was available on Netflix. Because I missed it when it first came out. So um, I, I may have to check that out myself. So thanks for the tip on that. So let me give you guys my list. The, if I could give all three of my votes to one show, those votes would go to one, How to Get Away with Murder. That show is my jam. You people don't understand. The show has, it's only like 13 episodes, 13, 14 episodes a year. Uh, because that's all that Viola Davis, the Oscar-winning star, would agree to do. And it's it, I, I couldn't handle more. The show is so tense. The show is, has so much tension and so much mystery and so much on the edge of your seat. And at the end of every episode throughout the season, I, I, I always, I'm always left with like, what the? Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, what the hell is happening? It is just my mind has been so consistently blown by that show. I will be devastated if it is canceled. I don't know what I might do, honestly. I might have to take out revenge on, I don't know who exactly, but it'll probably have, it'll have something to do with someone at ABC. I'm not, this isn't a threat, so stop glaring at me, Last Weekly Lawyers. But I'm saying, if I do snap, my guess is I'll probably snap at ABC headquarters here in, in Southern California. So I think you guys definitely need to give that show another season because if I, I really hate when a really good show has a really good run and it just gets canceled and there's no resolution because the show ended its uh, 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 fifth season with a hell of a cliffhanger. So this show with the incredible caliber of acting, Viola Davis won an, uh, an Emmy for best, uh, best Actress, the first person of color to ever win a Best, Astri uh, best Actress uh, Emmy for this show a couple years ago. So please, if you're smart, ABC, and you value your safety and the safety of your pets, we don't want, we don't want a, 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 what's that movie with the boiled rabbit? Oh, fatal, uh, we don't want a fatal attraction moment happening to any of your pets if uh, something were to happen to that show. <laughs> I'm not saying I would do it. I'm just saying something might happen. Because the fans of How to Get Away with Murder, we've learned a lot about how to get away with stuff by watching the show. So, I don't know. All right, so, <laughs> so next... Oh, one other thing. So if you do bring it back, say that this is the final season. Let the incredible writer and creator of the show end the show and know that, that this is the last season so he can create an incredible arc and have Annalise Keating, that's the, the lead character's name, end the story the way it needs to be ended. So let us know that this is the final season and let this go out with the bang it deserves. All right, so another show I would uh, say... Uh,
actually that I was talking about, like similar to the blacklist with uh, the, a blind spot that had a, a really incredible premise is manifest. For those of you who haven't seen or don't know about manifest, it's a show about people getting into an airplane and then landing thinking there just was a little bit of turbulence. But when they land five years have passed for everybody on the ground, but no, time more than a regular flight has uh happened for the people on the plane what happened to them oh and did i mention that when they all come back they start having like weird premonition powers so i watched the first few episodes and i thought it was incredible but i was really afraid because this is a show kind of like lost and there's a lot of these sci-fi you know, there's a lot of shows like the sci-fi things that that were came that came after Lost that all got canceled. Where they had, there was like one show on also on NBC called The Event, where a bunch of people just disappeared that were on a plane. Uh, uh, but there was no resolution ultimately because the show got canceled. And so I didn't want to get sucked in. I said I I've actually been scrolling all the episodes away on my DVR, and I said I'm not watching them until I hear that the show is getting a second season. I'll watch it over the summer. But if it gets canceled, Canceled, then I'll delete them all in a in a rage, and <laughs> that'll be the end of that. And so the last show I would save, uh, I think, would be for the people on ABC. It's actually the last Shonda Rhimes show that she produced from start to finish mm-hmm. before she uh, moved over to her incredible deal over on Netflix. So, oh, note note to myself and Shonda Rhimes: if by some twist of fate, uh, ABC is stupid enough and foolhardy enough and don't care about their pets and they cancel how get away with murder please have it be picked up over on netflix you have the power they love you have the show have the the life it deserves over on netflix plus with a lot more gratuitous nudity so that's the one thing we're missing on abc all right so (laughs) i guess those are our list of shows they would say Wow. <laughs> I would also like to throw in there that I, if I, I don't watch Fresh Off the Boat, but I think it's I, I, for the for the couple of episodes that I did watch, it's a funny show. It has a uh, mega representation and I really hate to see it go. Oh, you know what? I agree with you. Um, I watched Fresh Off the Boat once or twice, but the idea that there was a show uh, that has an Asian family, the fact that it's such a that it's the second show on television. Mm-hmm. The first one was uh, American Girl, uh, starring um, what's that stand-up comedian's name? Oh, you're gonna be. Uh... Oh my God, what is her name? Margaret Cho. Yo. Margaret Cho. So that it literally took like two decades to get another show with about Mm -hmm. an Asian family on television is ridiculous. So I would be absolutely sad to see it go just because the representation, I absolutely agree. So I definitely would be sad to see that one go. So um, moving along, we're actually going to get to the trailer part of our trailers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so is that why we call this trailer talk? Yeah, we're going to get to <laughs> the trailer. For those of you who are wondering, because we do trailer reviews. So, um, Kevin, before I introduce the three trailers we're talking about today, what's what's our grading list for these trailers? How, how do we rate them? All right. So uh, we, there's three possible ratings when we rate a trailer here on Last Weekly. If a tr- movie trailer did its job and af- after watching it, you actually want to put on pants, leave your house, and go to a movie theater and pay actual money to see a movie, then you give that movie trailer a movie theater. If you check out the trailer, you're like, it's kind of good, but you know, maybe one day I'll catch it while screening on some uh, streaming service, then you give it a Netflix 
But if you are so pissed that you have wasted three minutes of your life watching some piece of crap trailer, then you give that trailer a kill. Wow. And as sci-fi says, natural causes. (laughs) (laughs) No natural causes today. All right. I'm sorry. Since we lost you, Sherry, we can do whatever we want. All right. So what is the first trailer we're reviewing, Tone? The first trailer is scary stories to tell in the dark. Now, now this trailer is has, has like the most magnificent, um, ambiguous, and massive um, synopsis, which Kevin's going to share with us right now. <laughs> oh, God. So you make me read. Oh, my God. It's going to take forever. So everybody sit down because it's going to take a while. All right. A group of teens face their fears in order to save their lives. Oh, wait, I'm done already? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how short. What an incre- incredibly short synopsis. I don't know. Whoever got paid to write this, I need them to be my manager because they can get some deals done. That is insane that somebody got paid to write that. So I can say it again. A group of teens face their fears in order to save their lives. That's not sure what the synopsis is. Scary Stories is an upcoming horror film directed by um, by Andre Ovredal. From a script co-written by Dan and Kevin Hageman and a screen story by Guillermo del Toro. So when I heard that, when I heard Guillermo del Toro was attached, I was already in. I'm like, let me see what this is about. It's based on the children's book series by the same name by Alan Schwartz. And it stars Zoe Coletti, Michael Garza, Austin Abrams, Gabriel Rush, Austin Zajur, Natalie Grazan, and Dean Norris. And basically this trailer, imagine like if they took Goosebumps and um, what's another we like really Stranger talk? Things. Stranger Things, thank you. And they mixed it together, and they were really ambiguous. And basically, you watch this trailer, you still don't know what the hell is happening. Um, there's only one line, which, Kevin, I want you to say it, that, that kind of draws... Okay, oh, oh my God. The, this is so ominous. It's uh, one of the characters in the trailer says, you don't read the book. The book reads you. And I was like, ooh, I, I had goosebumps when she said that. And so <laughs> it was really spooky. I, I, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I will say they had to have spent more time writing the screenplay than that synopsis. Because <laughs> they, they absolutely had to, because that was insanely short. But um, what did you ultimately give the uh, the trailer tone? Oh, um. Another thing is, this is a teaser, guys. So we went into this thinking it was a full trailer, uh, but maybe that's why it's such a, such an ambiguous. Um, so it's so ambiguous and it's so brief. It was two minutes, I think, though, right? Maybe it was two minutes. Actually, it was, I think it was under two minutes. I think it was like a, a minute and a half or something. It was pretty short. So um, from from the little I saw, I I definitely want to see more. I think it's a little bit too early. But, but right now, since Guillermo del Toro is attached, and every movie that Guillermo del Toro has done, I've actually uh, enjoyed a lot. So I'm going to give it, just on this, based on this trailer, I'll, I'll give it a movie theater. What did you think? Okay, well, first of all, I prefer a teaser to an actual trailer, because I thought the, the trailer did its job. It had me absolutely intrigued, it looks absolutely scary, and it pulled me in. Without giving away too much. I don't actually know exactly what's happening, but a lot of these, uh, especially when it's a movie that's a mystery or a scary thing, they give away all the iconography and they tell you about what the monster is or what the mystery is. And I don't, I don't need to know everything. I just need to know that if, if it's enough to get actually have me be interested. Mm-hmm. And when I start watching a movie trailer, 
The moment I'm like, I want to see this, I stop watching it because I want zero spoilers. And so normally when I'm watching a trailer, I don't that most tra- their trailers out that are like three minutes long. And you know what? Attention producers of the Avengers Endgame, we're already on board. Why are there six different trailers for this movie? Who is this for? <laughs> the same thing for the people with all the Star Trek, uh, the, uh, the Star Wars movies. Why are there so many friggin' trailers? We already know what this is, what the deal is. We're already on board. Stop giving us trailer after trailer and giving away some of the best shots in the movie in the trailer. It, I don't understand. But we keep gobbling up. We're so used to having trailers now. Trailer number one, trailer number two, trailer number three. This is ridiculous. Yeah, so guess, you know, I feel like just give us one trailer. And if it's a good trailer, we're in. That is enough, and we will all go see it. You don't don't give away everything, or at least don't put them all on TV. Because I hate seeing commercial after commercial that gives me different information about the movie. I want to go in. I, in fact, I wish I could basically see movies before there's even any advertising, so I could go in completely unaware about anything about the movie, be completely shocked from wow. start to finish. But that's never going to happen, damn it. So I'm going to give this trailer. I have to give it shockingly. Um, I, 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 if this will be, I, uh, the movie's actually coming out during the summer. So that's why only reason I think I'm giving it a Netflix, but if this movie was coming out in October, this is a perfect Halloween autumn, put on a sweater, you know, get a pumpkin spice latte kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I would love it at that time of year. So, but it's going to come out during the summer. So that's why. Everybody else will be going to see it during the summer, but I will save my sweater and my latte <laughs> and watch it at Halloween when it's streaming on Netflix. So it's All on right. Netflix. Yeah, so what's our second trailer? Our second trailer is Fast Color. Fast Color is a drama sci-fi thriller directed by Julia Hart uh, with a screenplay from Jordan Horowitz. It stars Google and Bata Raw, Lorraine Toussaint, Sanaya Sidney, Christopher Denham, and David Stratum. And give us a synopsis, Kevin. All right, let's see. A woman is forced to go on the run when her super uh when her superhuman abilities are discovered. Years after having abandoned her family, the only place she has left to hide is home. So um I'll start first. This trailer immediately sucked me in. It it has this kind of gritty kind of indie edge to it you know because a lot of indies love to do those road uh, movies of uh, road pictures where people are traveling some place or they, they basically take place in some kind of desert or some small town that has tons of atmosphere this has that kind of vibe to it but then all of a sudden there's like what there's some kind of sci-fi stuff going on in the trailer that kind of blew me away out of nowhere i wasn't prepared for and the uh the lead actress what's her name again Gugu. Uh, Gugu and Bata Raw. Okay, Gugu and Bata. Wait a minute, Gugu. We'll just call. You know what? We're we're she and I are so close. I just call her Gugu. Gugu. Anyway, <laughs> that's how we that's how we roll. Anyway, <laughs> but you know what? It's not affecting my vote, even though we're 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 incredibly close friends. Uh, I'm gonna give my honest opinion, Gugu. You know how I how I roll. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's just. The idea that it's not only a sci-fi movie, but it's a sci-fi movie that uh, uh, starring and about black women, uh, and mm-hmm. um, there's even a reference in the trailer to Black Girl Magic, which was like just on point. I 
can't wait to see this movie. I um, I'm gonna have to give it a movie theater, and my standards are incredibly high. It takes a lot for me to put pants on and actually pay money. So, so I have to give this a movie theater. I can't wait to see how this all plays out. It looks very mysterious, and uh, it looks like it's a movie for grown-ups as well. I love a grown-up. If we're gonna do sci-fi, I love grown-up sci-fi about actual people and feelings and problems and relationships so you actually care before michael bay blows something up because god knows in all of his sci-fi things i don't give a damn about um i the whole idea there's a whole series of giant robot movies i don't care about the transformers i don't care about uh, what's his name uh 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 Good vibrations. Vibrations. What's this, <laughs> the star of the, the star of those? The last several of them. Daniel uh, Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Mark yeah. Wahlberg. I don't care about him or his incredibly hot daughter, who's for some reason he's concerned about her virginity when clearly that ship sailed ages ago. Why are you worried? That's over. That 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 horse is out I don't of the even barn. Know what you're talking about, Kevin? Like, what? You... Well, in the in the movie, it's like he's always whatever her the guy that's interested in his daughter. He's always like, "Hey, keep your hands off my daughter." Like he's worried about her. It's like, oh please. <laughs> <laughs> that the that 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 toy is out of its uh, seal. It's no, it's over. No, why are you concerned? But anyway, uh, I don't. The point is, I don't care about them. They're not real people. But in, just in this trailer, uh, the character that Gugu is uh, is uh, giving us feels like an actual person. And you know what? One thing, I'm, I, 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 even though we're close friends, I would normally not give you career advice, Gugu. I'm telling you, your next your next uh, movie, you need to, it needs to your uh, co star needs to be. Lady Gaga. So a marquee saying Goo Goo and Gaga finally together, it'll pack the theaters. Wow. All right. So what did you think of the color <laughs> the color fast trailer tone? Well, I think um I, I think the the, tra- the trailer was, was a mess. Fast color, say. sorry. Fast color. Fast oh, I didn't even hear that. So fast color. I found I found it that it was at first I, I from first look at the trailer, guys, you're gonna think this is an independent movie. This is all about feelings and emotions. And it's it's and it's a, it takes place the way it's shot. It seems like a smaller movie, but the science fiction element of it, which I'm always drawn to, um, it, um, is is the part that I was like, wait a second, this this is also sci-fi because it looks like it's a sci-fi movie, but it's also a small indie movie together. Um, the small indie aspect of it, I really wish they would have gone a little bit bigger on this. Like I could see this movie being on a much bigger scale. But just from the trailer, you can tell it's um it's going to be more encapsulated into, into the the like I said the emotions of these people and their lives like that's what Kevin talked about these are these seems like real people, um so I'm curious I, I'm curious I'm curious about it honestly but I really wish like I I don't I don't Michael Bay any movie because who wants to Michael Bay but this movie would have been awesome if Michael Bay did it because there would have been no! explosions <laughs> and like science fiction stuff. I just wish it they would have gone a little bit bigger. Um, well, uh, but honestly, if Michael Bay did it, it would have it would have been about white girl magic. So, <laughs> <laughs> or even I want to keep that part though. Black girl <laughs> magic Michael shoot, Bay would not be involved. <laughs> uh, so I just really I really wish. Um, uh, it would have just been framed a little bit bigger, but I'm interested in watching it. I think when, I, when it comes out on Netflix, I'm definitely going to check it out. That's that's my. That's my All right, so a, a Netflix from you and a movie theater from me. So it's a pretty good score overall. All right, so what is our third and final trailer? 
Now, this movie needs no introduction because everybody knows it's Dora and the Lost City of Gold. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Dora and the Lost City of Gold is an upcoming uh, adventure film directed by James Bobbin. It's an adaptation slash continuation of Nickelodeon's Dora the Explorer series. It stars Isabella Monner as the title character, Eugenio Derbez, Michael Peña, Eva Longoria, Danny Trejo, and Benicia Del Toro in supporting roles. So basically, they brought everybody out who speaks Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and also, your, I have to say, all the, your pronunciation of everybody's names were on point. Why, thank you, Kevin. Kevin, can you give us the synopsis of this one, like if they need it? All right, let's see. Uh, oh, we need to mention that this is a live-action mm-hmm. film. This is a live-action adaptation of the Dora Explorer. All right, so Dora, a teenage explorer, uh, uh, leads her friends on an adventure to save her parents and solve the mystery behind the lost city of gold. Wow. So basically every other Dora cartoon... <laughs> <laughs> what wait, wait okay uh on the cartoons were her parents actually in danger in the in the cartoons as well i've never actually w- sat down and watched it. my daughter like pl- puts it on tv but i've never actually watched and paid attention to what's happening i just hear oh swipe me don't swipe me or some crap like that <laughs> <laughs> well anyway i'm hoping that they weren't putting it this was for little little kids that's one of my issues with the the trailer i haven't seen the mm-hmm. movie yet is the fact that they made Dora a teenager and her cousin Diego, they're teens and they're in high school. And the, one of the lines in the trailer is Dora apparently lived her life in the jungle. But now when her parents go off to find this lost city of gold, they send Dora to, to, to L.A. to go stay with her cousin Diego. And he says to her, this isn't the jungle. Uh, it's high school. It's life or death. And so I was just like, my, my eyes could not stop rolling when he said that. So they're, in fact, they're still kind of moving around. Um, so I don't think this movie is for me, to be fair. It's like it's, it's, like it's, uh, it's trying to get uh, a couple different audiences with the, uh, the stars that are playing the parents and the adults in the movie. But mm-hmm. I feel like they should have gone all the way and made Dora closer to the age that she is in the actual original cartoons. I think that she's supposed to be around eight or nine. So to me, she could have been, they could have had more of a, a like a Latina Pippi Longstocking vibe, having a young girl going on incredible adventures as opposed to making her a teen. And the girl who's playing her, I don't know how old she is in real life, but whatever that little weird wig they have on her, I think she looks like she's like, like you know, a college student or something so to me that plus the cgi her best friend boots is like a cgi monkey he looks super crazy weird so it just i don't think it's for me um i hate to say this but i would have to give this trailer a kill but i would kill i would kill it with kindness (laughs) i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to uh, jump on that same bandwagon unfortunately this trailer like i when they when they set out to create this movie, like they should have had a strong conversation and said, "Hey, is this movie aimed at a younger audience, or are we really trying to bring in parents on this?" Because I think their indecisiveness in this trailer is what is what causes this. Because you're looking at this and you're saying, "This is either a is this for kids or is this for me?" And the way that these kids are shy, it's like they want to bring in like teenagers to watch this, but at the same time they want little kids interested in, and neither are, are really pleased. But I think from watching this trailer. And that monkey, uh, they should have brought in some Planet of the Apes, like, like um, CGI. It looks really funky. Like, I don't know what happened. Maybe the budget was cut, and they did this weird <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't know what I don't know what to say about the monkey. Like it, it's like they didn't go full an, animation and it didn't go like complete CGI. Like it doesn't look like Caesar or anything. Oh, they I think they made uh, the monkey with like I don't know with uh, some kind of app they got on the app store because it just <laughs> it looks so cheap and weird and he does not look based in reality. I have no idea why they chose to make him look so inky. Other than the fact that they just literally, like you said, they ran out of money. And the crazy thing about is this movie for older people or for little little kids the movie is unrated at this point it's like wait the jury is out on what the rating of dora the explorer movie is you don't even know yet it's not even a g it's like yeah it should definitely be a g so i don't know what they could possibly do does somebody say a curse word so they can get a pg-13 i have no idea but if they if this flops and they they try to reimagine it a few years later Make her a Hispanic Pippi Longstocking and make her like B9 and going off on crazy adventures with her little kid friends. Don't making her making her a teen is just, I think, a, a bad move. When I think Dora, I thought she's gonna be like from like Judith from The Walking Dead, like a little girl. And and the girl and the and the and the person they casted the girl like she I don't know she looks she, she looks much older to me. Like, she's in her mid to late twenties. So I <laughs> with these shorts, it just seems weird. Like I don't know, I just. I, I, uh, it just seems really weird, and if, and if adults are into this movie, I think it's also kind of weird. <laughs> oh yeah, no, but if if, if, if oh my god, uh, just a, a note to Chris Hansen and uh, who used to uh, who used to do a thing uh, to catch a predator. Literally, if you see any men in trench coats going to see Dora the Explorer, uh, like... uh, just lock them up, lock them. <laughs> up yeah i don't know what they were thinking um they definitely meant a cute mark on this one so for me it's also going to be a kill unfortunately natural deaths like if chevy was around <laughs> um, this trailer did not make me want to see this movie and let's point out that for some reason this whole adventure lost city um like um archaeologist thing it's not working out this whole thing because um tomb raider also uh didn't do well and i feel like tomb- this is like kind of like a watered down tomb raider Oh, yeah, it's definitely a, a rated G or PG, uh, which I think even Tomb Raider was rated PG-13. So it's a watered down that. And honestly, what I have to – what I'm wondering about at this point, with, with, with Laura Croft and Indiana Jones, are, how are there any lost cities left to discover? <laughs> well, how are people – not to mention Drake in all of those, uh, mm-hmm. those games – uh, uh, there should be no more lost cities left to find. Another thing I, I hear about people still finding lost cities in movies, there are these things called helicopters now. There was a time back when you couldn't go over some jungle, but now we have satellites. There's no such thing as these giant lost cities that Google nobody... Earth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so stop finding lost cities in movies, people. Unless it's an old-timey movie in the 20s, no more finding lost cities. So they better be kill. underground or something. It's an absolute kill. In fact, can we kill it twice? <laughs> this is just horrible. We're killing Dora in the Lost City of Gold. It's double kill. Oh. Finish her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, I, uh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, Kevin. I was going to say, and now Kevin's going to ask, what's our favorite part? Go ahead. <laughs> All right, I was going to say, okay. Here on, here on Last Weekly, no matter how rough or crazy or weird the week gets, we like to end with the good stuff. All right. Uh, I was going to say co-host, but it's just co-host. Joan, uh, <laughs> what was your favorite thing about this week? Well, my favorite thing about this week starts on Sunday, which is the official part of the week, and it's going to be The Walking Dead. I, like many of you out there, after Rick departed the show, I, it's been like, 
I've been such a big Walking Dead fan now for seven to it was eight seasons. Um, so it, it it was it was a big blow to finally have like the Walking Dead just like like shrivel and shrivel, shrivel up and die. And it, I felt like the show was basically just walking. Glenn. Oh, no, it, it was so good after Glenn died. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was literally walking, but it was dead. The show was, I, I, I thought this was his last season, but last Sunday, they brought up, they cranked it up to an 11. They, this show definitely has a lot of life in it, and it really made me happy to see that this is actually going to continue. I actually read the graphic novel also, so I'm a big Walking Dead fan. And last season, I was it, last season, I thought that it was on a decline, but after Rick left, no, they saved this. So that was my favorite part of the week. The Walking Dead is back. Tomorrow is the finale. Actually, Sunday is the finale. Um, so it's going to be great. What about yours? What's your favorite part of the week, Kevin? Well, first of all, you said that the sh- the season was like slow and nothing was happening. Um, didn't Michonne like cut off the heads of like several children just last <laughs> week? I don't understand okay. how like nothing's going on on the show. She's slaughtering children. But that was just like a, a shock. This was like the actually tugged at our heartstrings. Like, I'm not sure if you remember, but the first episode of Walking Dead, Rick shoots a little girl, like a little zombie girl in the head, and nobody would even blink at that. So Michonne, I, I don't know. Like, I I thought that was just kind of like grasping at straws. Like the shock factor did not shake us. <laughs> well, okay, I have to say this speaks to the fact that you're a native New Yorker because the fact that seeing a woman with a machete cut off the heads of dozens of little children. <laughs> and it's like, didn't phase you in the slightest bit. I was rocking back and forth. <laughs> make it stop. Make it stop. Kevin, you make me sound horrible because I said I don't like people slicing up bagels and here you're trying to say I'm like, oh, yeah. don't you dare touch that bagel, Michelle, with that. Oh, yeah. The, the, the bagels being sliced like bread. Oh, you couldn't handle that. The, you're like, the humanity. But when children are being, they're having being decapitated left and right, you're all like, whatevs. Yeah, so- shock factor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kevin. All right. My favorite thing is the fact that I still have a heart and can feel things, I guess. Oh, God. Uh, but my other favorite thing, speaking of something a little bit more serious. Now, um, one of the things that's been going on uh, for a while on social media, but especially after the horrible disaster in New Zealand, uh, not, not, not disaster, the horrible slaughter the murder of uh 50 people in new zealand and the 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 bastard that actually filmed it and put it on social media is a lot of extreme things are being put on social media Mm -hmm. and you can see things on something like twitter without even trying to see it so on twitter uh videos automatically play when you're scrolling through your feed and i saw something that was so disturbing it messed with my head i saw a man kick an elderly woman in the head on the subway repeatedly kick her in the head and if that isn't horrific enough what was her what was even almost more horrific in a way was the fact that there are other people on the subway watching this happen and nobody trying to assist this woman you can see some of the some of the people that are filming it they take out their phones and they're making comments like whoa whoa dude and they're 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 making they're talking as if they're at a boxing match as this man is assaulting this little old lady it was so disturbing but you're like thinking well what does that have to do with your favorite thing of the week my favorite thing of the week is 
this man has been arrested. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, I could not ex- explain how incredibly excited I was that that monster was off the street. The uh, person arrested, the suspect's name is Mark uh, 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 Gomez, uh, and he's uh, from Yonkers, and he was arrested. And I could not be happier. They show the. Uh, uh, perp walk where the police have him in handcuffs walking him to a police car and and it's clearly him but the, again i'm being glared at by the last weekly legal team so it's a it's alleged it, everyone's innocent until proven guilty but anybody with eyes can see it's the same guy from the video that they had the handcuffs on so he's guilty as far as i'm concerned allegedly so that's my favorite thing of the week that that monster is off the street. But it, but the deeper story about this is the fact that something's happening to us as a people. I think I don't know if it's all the fact that our the screens we walk around with in our pockets and in our hands all the time that people can film something and feel like they're completely apart from it as if they're watching it on their on their phone. They they're not even looking at it in person. Like they can actually interact and do something and help a person who's being hurt. But they stand there and film it as if they're just watching a TV show or something. I don't know. It's 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 um. It's a, there's this disconnect. Like, this new generation, like they don't like they. I don't know. Like they think the the common response is just to pull out a phone now, so that it will help. And also another thing that 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 was disturbing is not one person called nine one one, not one. Like no they one. have their phones in their hands, and they're <sighs> they're filming it. Yep. I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm glad it was filmed because if it weren't if it wasn't filmed, this ma- this monster would be on the street and there would be, you know, no repercussions for him. But of all the people filming it, one person could have actually called 911. That's all I'm saying. So p- people, please, we've got to remember that we live in a world with other people. I love my device. I love using apps. But I know that I'm a person. There are other people in this world. So if you see somebody that needs help, if you are worried about your own safety and you can't help them, the very least you can do is call or text 911 to try and get help for somebody else. So please, let's try to have some compassion for each other, uh, you know, because we're not we're not we're not getting getting through this without each other. Wow. All right. So I guess that it's uh, it's time for us to wrap the show up. I I do want to say. We can't do every story when we recap the week. We can't do every story. But we do want to talk about what you want us to talk about. So if you see a story during the week that you want us to recap, or if you want to share your favorite thing about the week that doesn't involve an elderly woman being kicked in the head, we would love to hear from you. So you can send us a voice message through the Anchor app. We would love to play it on the show. If you have a question or comment you want to share, um, you can tweet us at Last Weekly on Twitter, or you can send us an old school email at Last Weekly Podcast. <laughs> Wait, remember like your grandmother? Remember your grandmother used to send emails? Oh, it was always such a sweet thing. Oh, grandma, you and your emails. Okay, so last. <laughs> Oh, oh Gma. All right. Uh so last weekly podcast at gmail.com. All right. I want to thank you so much for listening. Uh and join us for the next episode of Last Weekly because the week doesn't end. Say it with me until we, we say, say so. so. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>